happy Thursday, everyone. Hope all is well uh, with everyone. Um, it is Thursday night, less than a week before the elections in America. Uh, kind of crazy times. Um, just wanted to, to do a little shout out to this podcast for actually being accepted into Apple Podcasts. Um, really grateful for that because uh, I can't tell you how long I uh, had to troubleshoot getting that to actually work. Um, and the fact that it finally did was just like, and uh, to be able to get it submitted to Apple Podcasts and then to be uh, accepted uh, and now active on Apple Podcast is super awesomeness. Super awesome sauce. So I just wanted to do a little congratulations for that, a little milestone. Um, uh, Let's see what to talk about. Um, I had some (laughs) – I've been collecting these books from those little uh, side-of-the-road little libraries, you know. It's basically like a box with a door a wooden box with a window and a little door you can just open it up and grab a book and if you had a book and I might um what's up sober Mike how you doing brother yeah so if I had a book I would probably put it in one of those little uh little libraries it's literally someone who who decides to build a little library put it out the the front of their house and and essentially make a bunch of books available to others, you know, to, to take or to, to exchange, which is really cool. So I've been collecting books. <laughs> I'll just go through some of these that I just recently got. One of them is called Laughing Without an Accident. I'm sorry, Laughing Without an Accent, Adventures of a Global Citizen. This is uh, a, uh, I think the actual nationality uh, if I had a little bit more light, I could tell you. Um, Farsi, Iranian. It was an, It's about an Iranian family. It's supposedly pretty funny. So that I'm looking forward to kind of exploring. There's another one called Ayn Rand. Uh, it's a book by Ayn Rand called The Virtue of Selfishness, which I might dabble into from time to time when I get on here just to do some readings um, from books. Uh, let's see, what else did I get recently that I don't know when I'm going to get to, but this one is called Parenting with Love and Logic. I, I don't know, it sounded intriguing, so I looked it up on Amazon, and it's actually a really highly rated uh, book about parenting. So, you know, a lot of us don't get a, a, a user's manual for parenting, you know. Uh, we get what we get usually from our parents obviously, um, about how to parent, or we just take what we've learned in our life and we apply it, (laughs) you know, 
Uh, it looks like this person actually bookmarked a bunch of pages, so maybe I can like uh, nab some of the cool parts of the book and just read it. But um, yeah, really excited for the future of this podcast. Um, the tentative plan. Here's another one. Um, I literally have collected like six books in the last week or two. Uh, this is a good one I kind of wanted to jump into. It's called Wired for Story, a writer's guide to using brain science to hook readers for the very first sen- from the very first sentence. So looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to this because, um, yeah, I want to do more writing. In general, I mean, I've done some, kind of got a blog going on on Medium, but um, wanted to do a little bit more writing. So that this book might help in that. Um, got some other staple books. Um, actually, this one called Spiritual Marketing is really dope. I can read a couple uh, bookmarked pages of this, and that'll be really cool. It's super inspirational all the way through. Uh, let's see. What can I grab from this book? A little short. Potent. A little blurb or excerpt from the book. <clears throat> Here, I saw this in a... Um, Landmark Education Forum is some private education company that um, teaches pe- people how to be like a better version of themselves, essentially. I didn't follow through with it because it was just like, it seemed like too much. Not only that, but it was super expensive to take all the courses. You'd basically go bankrupt or broke if, unless you were a, like, if you already had that much money, what do you need them for? Kind of. So I didn't do it. Um, but, uh, this principle was my best takeaway from the intro to that. Um, and, uh, this is just a section, I don't know how long this section is, but I'll read a couple pages, or at least till I get to a point where I can, yeah, there's a couple, three or four pages here, I'll just read this. Um, feel free to call in. It's kind of an open book. Just uh, doing what I expect to be doing more of in the future is being a little uh, bit of a a wayseer in regards to health and uh, wellness. And uh, one of the things I want to say before I read this is, is that the the tentative plan for the future of this podcast is going to be to bring more people who would be other way seers like myself, uh, teachers, people who have something to teach you, uh, bring them on to the, the, the live podcast, this, uh, um, wellness campfire and have them call in, especially if they have like a lesson or something they want to teach, no matter how short or long it is. I mean, given it's as long as it's not like three or four hours, I think there's probably a limit how long 
I could do a live cast for, but, um, yeah. Uh, so the idea is to just have those people come on and we can have people calling in, asking them questions. And they're, you know, they're basically, you know, teaching people a lesson around a campfire, almost kind of like what you would imagine if you were sitting around a Native American campfire, you know, and the elders are, are, are teaching the, the rest of the, the community something about life or whatever that is important for them to know. Um, I can, I can kind of see it like that. There's elders and, and I look at everybody as an elder. We all have something to, to give something, some skill that we could pass on to others or some specialty. You know, we're not all, um, one, one person is not like smarter or better than any other person. Um, we all have our things that we're really good at and we all have a lot of things, a lot more things that we're not good at. So I don't count anybody as better than another. I don't care who you are, what your, you know, where your, what your background is, nationality, skin color, don't, it doesn't matter to me, you know, and I would hope that I bring on people that also don't mind, don't care. They don't, they're, they're, they're colorblind, they're, they're, uh, you know, nationality blind, they're politics blind, they're religious blind, they just don't see and judge people by those things, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I got to send out an invitation. I've been kind of procrastinating sending out an invitation to um, invite people um, who would be wasties, would be wasiers in this and trust that they would want to show up from time to time. And that would be probably a weekly thing. Um, I may come on like I, like I am tonight just to, just to jump on and, and talk, you know, um, but uh, there would possibly be a topic of some sort or we would just catch up. It would just be like myself and um, one of my, my friends and people I know that uh, are what I believe is would be a, a true way seer. Um, just chatting, catching up, and then others could, you know, either call in or, you know, say something in the chat or ask us something in the chat and hopefully we're paying attention and we can like kind of answer, uh, field people's questions and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm grateful, really grateful that, that this podcast is now going to be on Apple podcasts. That's really cool. Uh, cause that's a, uh, exposure to a lot more people who, um, who like podcasts and just need that need more and more and more and more to, to listen to, to feed their, feed their brain, you know, feed their curiosity and stuff. So, um, I want to read this. This is, again, this is a book called, uh, Spiritual Marketing by Joe Vitale, V-I-T-A-L-E, or Vitale, I don't know how you pronounce it, but, uh, this section says, select step two is, I'm just jumping in because I've read this and just about every, every word is, is great, is like gold in this book every sentence almost um so this one this part says and this is a part that i dog-eared so it's probably pretty good it says step two select what you would like to have do or be if you realize you can have anything be anything or do anything then the question becomes what do you want (laughs) 
the trick is in turning every one of your complaints around around to something you do want. Start focusing on where you want to go, not on where you were or where you are. I don't want this headache becomes I want a clear head. I don't want this backache becomes I want a strong back. I don't want these bills becomes I want more uh, more than enough money for everything I desire. I don't want to struggle in my business becomes I want business to come to me easily and effortlessly. There's an art to rewriting what you don't want into what you do want. As I do, I'm sorry, all I do is write the opposite of my complaint. Turn the sentence around 180 degrees. If I say I'm tired of being interrupted when I write, the opposite would be I want to write in a place that is safe, quiet, and without interruptions. You're probably wondering what this has to do with anything. Why write these sentences if they won't help you pay the bills or heal your problems or anything else? Good question. The answer, refocusing on what you do want will take you in the direction of what you want. You see, we seem to create our lives out of our perceptions. If we focus on lack, we get more lack. If we focus on riches, we get more riches. Our perception becomes a magnet that pulls us in the direction of where we want to go. If you don't consciously select where you want to go, you go where your unconscious wants you to go. To paraphrase the famous Swiss psychologist Carl Jung, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. In that regard, most of us are on autopilot. We simply haven't realized that we can take the controls. Knowing what you want helps you aim your life in the direction you want to take it. But there is a little more to it. I just had lunch with a delightful friend of mine. She had a session with jo- with Jonathan last week, and she was still glowing. Her eyes were large and alive, full of passion for life. She reminded me that even though you ha- you may think you know what you want, you may have to probe deeper to discover what you really want. She had gone to see Jonathan with the intention of creating a successful business for herself. Jonathan asked, for what purpose? After dodging the question for a while, she realized that she wanted a successful business, quote, to prove I am a worthwhile person, end quote. I remember saying, I remember saying I wanted to write books that were colossal bestsellers. Jonathan asked me that the famous question, Jonathan asked me that that same famous question, for what purpose? At first, I squirmed and said things like, I deserve it, or I want the money, or my books are good enough for it. But the real reason, the underlying motivating factor, was that I wanted best-selling books, quote, so people would love and admire me, end quote. When I said 
when I said it, I felt a shift within myself. I knew I had reached the real thing I wanted. My goal, my intention was to feel love. <clears throat> Most people live their entire lives being driven by an unconscious, unacknowledged need for something. The politician may be a child who never got enough attention. The businesswoman may be a youngster who doesn't feel equal to her peers. The bestseller, the best-selling author may still be trying to prove he's smart or lovable or admirable. Freedom and power come from knowing what you want without being a prisoner to what you want. I'll read that again. Freedom and power come from knowing what you want without being a prisoner to what you want. But there's another reason for knowing and stating your intention. When you declare it, you begin to discover all the things in the way of it happening. You may say you want to pay off your house so you are free of those big payments, but suddenly here come all the objections. I don't make enough money to pay off my house, or no one ever does that, or to what will my parents think? You know what I mean. It's easy to come up with objections. The trick is to, to dissolve those objections until you are clear inside. When you are, manifesting whatever you want will be easier. Let me explain. A woman went to see Jonathan because she was going to have uh, a cancer operation on Monday. She saw him on Friday. She was terrified of the operation and wanted to get rid of her fears. Jonathan helped her release all of her fears. And two hours later, when she sat up on the table, she felt healed. But she still went through the operation. On Monday, when the doctors opened her up, they could not find any cancer. It was gone. What happened? Again, our beliefs are powerful. The woman believed that she could remove the beliefs that were causing her fear, and she did. But she wasn't, but she didn't know that the fear was what created the cancer. When she removed the fear, the cancer left. It no longer had a home in her body. She had taken conscious control of her life by choosing to see Jonathan and take care of her negative beliefs. She knew her life could be another way. Let's see. This is another section. Um, probably related. It says beliefs. What's up, Muzamil? Hopefully I pronounced that right. Um, beliefs. I'm reading from a book called uh, Spiritual Marketing by Joe Vitale. Super spectacular book. Um, it's been a while since I've read it, so I'm kind of rereading uh, an excerpt. Um, Beliefs are how we create reality. I'm not sure how to explain this to you in a way that makes sense. You've probably noticed that people seem to have recurring problems. Did you ever wonder why it was the same problem for each person? The person with money problems always has money problems. The person with relationship problems always has relationship problems. It's as though each person specializes in a disorder. Beliefs, unconscious or not, are creating those events. Until 
the beliefs that create the events are released, the events will continue to, to recur, reoccur. I know a man who has been married seven times. He hasn't gotten it right yet. He will continue to marry and divorce and marry until he removes the underlying beliefs that cause the events to happen. And while he continues to marry and divorce, he will blame other people for his problems and maybe even blame fate or God. But as you read earlier, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. What are your beliefs? Look at your life. Uh, look at your life. Uh, what you have are the direct results of your beliefs. Not happy, in debt, poor marriage, not successful, bad health. There are beliefs that are creating those experiences for you. In a real sense, some part of you wants what you have, problems and all. I remember motivational guru Tony Robbins talking about a schizophrenic, schizophrenic woman who had diabetes when she was one personality and was healthy when she was another personality. Beliefs make up personality. The woman with diabetes had beliefs which created those diabetes. It's obvious that if you change the beliefs, you change the situation. How do you change the beliefs? It starts with selecting what you want for your life. As soon as you select what you want to be, do, or have, you'll discover beliefs in the, beliefs in the way of it. They'll surface. That swings back to what I was talking about earlier, that you can then restate your complaints so they become goals or intentions for you. So what do you want? And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of like almost like a workbook. So you write down your wants. <clears throat> and, and then there's a, a turnaround. No. Go back to see how that works. It says use the space below to write uh, what you want to be, do, or have. A study by Brian Tracy revealed that people who simply wrote down their wants and put the list away discovered a year later that 80% of what they wrote came to be. So, yeah. Uh, write down your wants. But I, I like this whole like, turnaround thing he was talking about. I'm going to try maybe reread that. It was something about a 180 degree turnaround from a complaint. Yeah, it says there's an art to rewriting. I'm going to read this section again. Um, if you realize you can't have anything, be anything, or do anything, then the question becomes, what do you want? Or if you realize that you can have anything, be anything, or do anything, then the question becomes, what do you want? 
The trick is in turning every one of your complaints around to something you do want. Start focusing on where you want to go, not on where you were or where you are. I don't want this headache becomes I want a clear head. I don't want this backache becomes I want a strong back. I don't want these bills becomes I want more than enough money for everything I desire. I don't want to struggle in my business becomes I want business to come to me easily and effortlessly. There, what's up Ayami? Hope you're having a good day. Um, I don't want to struggle in my business becomes I want to I want business to, to become easily to come to me easily and effortlessly. There's an art to rewriting what you don't want into what you do want. All I do is write the opposite of my complaint. Turn the sentence around 180 degrees. If I say I'm tired of being interrupted when I write, the opposite would be I want to write in a place that is safe, quiet, and without interruptions. You're probably wondering what this has to do with anything. So yeah, anyway, I just, I'm just reading excerpts from Spiritual Marketing by Joe Patel. Um, that's pretty cool. So let's see here. Um, I can't afford to eat well or I can't afford to eat out at uh, an expensive restaurant would be turn around 180 degrees would be I can afford to eat at any restaurant I choose. Uh, what would be another something? I can't afford to uh, achieve my dreams or to start a business turned around would be um, maybe how can I afford to start my own business? I mean, it's going to, the turnaround, I guess, is going to be different for each person. So um, maybe you can think of one or comment something and maybe the rest of us can help you. Um, I don't know how many people are active right now in the chat, but more on the live cast. So, so what else would be a good section of the book? I mean, I dog eared. This is probably the most dog eared book. I feel like I would say probably a good half of this book is dog eared. <laughs> Crazy. Let's go to a section where there's a lot of pages right after the next that are dog eared. Let's try this section on for size. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Hope everybody's having a good week. Let's see, step four. Okay, I'm jumping ahead to step four because there's a bunch of pages that are dog-eared after this or in this section. 
seems like every page is dog-eared almost. Pretty cool. So, I'm going to read this for anyone who's still here listening. <laughs> um, feel how exciting it would be to have, do, or be what you want. Marketing specialists know that people don't act for logical reasons, but for emotional ones. Emotion has power. Emotion also has the power to create what you want. Find within yourself what it will feel like to have, be, or do the thing you want, and you will begin to manifest the thing you want. The energy and the emotion will work to pull you toward the thing you want while also pulling the thing you want toward you. I know, I know, I'm getting philosophical again, but I'm writing about spiritual concepts which few people can relate to. It's easy to see why. We are taught from the crib to pay attention to reality, to obey the laws of man, to worship books and leaders. While that can help our society run smoother, actually it hasn't worked, but that's another book. It limits you. Belief in leaders, rules, and outside authorities limits you from creating the life you want. Uh, I once told a friend that a belief in a guru can limit her own power to manifest what she wanted. When you give your power away to anyone, you are spending your own energy in their direction. One of the most powerful energies you can ever experience is gratitude. Feel gratefulness for anything and you shift the way you feel. Feel thankful for your life, your lungs, your home, this book, it doesn't matter. Once you feel grateful, you're in an energy that can create miracles. Jonathan taught me this. Now, a caveat to take an aside here from the book, but I could be wrong, but I think Jonathan is the one that that Joe learned a lot from, and uh, he was probably Joe's uh, mentor, is what I'm guessing. Um, so that this paragraph says, Jonathan taught me this. Uh, I remember going to see him when I was broke and depressed. One of the first things he did was guide me into realizing that I had plenty in my life. Gratitude, basically. When you compare your life to that of people living in third world countries, you, you quickly see that you are living like a king or queen. You probably have food, water, and shelter, and that, as well as a refrigerator, a television, a radio, and probably a computer. Uh, millions of people don't. Realize you are blessed with enormous abundance right now. Feel grateful for it, and you will attract even more abundance. My friend Jonathan Morningstar once cured himself of a terrible illness with a simple one-line statement of gratitude. <clears throat> Jonathan got double pneumonia. Nothing seemed to help him. How do you have double pneumonia? <laughs> 
Nothing seemed to help him. Uh, then he felt inspired to write down one simple but potent sentence that he repeated every hour, recorded on audio tape, and played back to, him, uh, to himself, and wrote on signs which, hung, which he hung around the house. Um, he made this one-liner part of his very being. And within 24 hours, Jonathan was healed. What was the one line he used? Quote, thank you, God, for all the blessings I have and for all the blessings I am receiving. End quote. I'm not a scientist, so I won't pretend to explain how this works. <clears throat> Somehow, your energy... What's up, Sober? Um, oh, both lungs, pneumonia. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> uh... Hope you're having a good day, man. I'm just reading from uh, a book called Spiritual Marketing by Joe Batal. Probably one of the best books I've ever read and very digestible because it's it's fairly short. I think it's only, uh, how many pages are we looking at here? About 125, less than that. About 120 pages, something like that, of the actual content. Anyway, cool book, very inspirational. Uh, where was I? Um, absolutely curable with attitude. You're right, man. Um, let's see. Yeah, his quote to himself that helped him cure his uh, pneumonia was, Thank you, God, for all the blessings I have and for all the blessings I am receiving. I'm not a scientist, so I don't pretend to explain um, how this works. Somehow your energy sends off signals that attract more of what you are sending off. Like the child who, who unconsciously says he's a victim, you send off signals that attract what you are getting. Change your signals and you will change the results. Change your energy and you will change what you experience. The energy you give out is the results you get. Again, gratitude can shift everything. Just start feeling sincerely grateful for what you have. Look at your hands, or this book, or your pet. Anything you feel love and gratitude for, dwell on that feeling. That's the energy that can help you manifest what you want. Whatever you want. Another energy uh, you want to experience is the energy that comes from imagining what it will feel like to have, be, or do the thing you want. This can be fun. Imagine how good it will be to have what you want, to be what you are wanting, to do what you dream. Feel the electrifying feelings that come with the images. These feelings can create the life you want. They can manifest it for you, for you. Uh, somehow those feelings lead you, guide you, direct you to the things that will make uh, the events. The great German thinker Goethe, G-O-E-T-H-E, may have said it best when he wrote the following inspiring message. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, a chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative, there is one elementary truth. 
the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and endless plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then the then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from that decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance which no man could have dreamed would come his way. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. So yeah, um, reflecting on that, I've been thinking about it like I've had this, I have to admit, I've had this um, item on my list of, there's a thing that it's kind of like a, a, a hack, kind of like a life hack, and it's this idea of don't break the chain, and it's if you have something you really want to do, or be, essentially, um, you put it on, uh, you put it as an item, and every day that goes by that you do that thing, you check it off. And the idea is, is that it's like a chain link. You don't want to break the chain. The more chain links you put together, right, over time, makes you not want to break the chain. You're like, oh, I'm going to keep this this going, you know? And I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to not do it one day because I'm going to break the chain. So it's, it's kind of like motivation to just keep going, and it's progress. I mean, the, the, the word... For, that represents that is simply progress. The more progress you make, the more motivated you are to um, to continue. So this whole idea of don't break the chain is so important. And so I've got a bunch of other things that I I haven't broken the chain for a while, like exercise, like uh, like uh, yoga, um, like sitting in the sun every day, you know, getting the vitamin D. You know, the, the, some of the basic things, right, and uh, that I don't want to not do or that I don't want to miss each day. And um, there's one thing. Uh, it was meditation on my future that I was behind on. And I think part of, part of this podcast is, this podcast itself is really kind of my future or part of my future. You know, it's a lot of things that I'd like to have happen in the future, but you know, it's one of those things that can help a lot of people and uh, sharing, you know, being real and sharing where I'm at and, you know, my struggles and stuff like that might give other people permission to share, you know, where they're at and, and, you know, their successes and, and struggles as well. So, you know, look, Life isn't all, you know, sunshine and roses, so to speak, right? Um, but, you know, social media might seem like that. If you look on anybody's social media profile, you usually don't see anything that's sad or a struggle. You usually see just the end result, you know, like every, everybody's perfect, you know. But I recognize that what I need to add to my meditation on my future is feeling. And I remember, I, I intuitively I know that that I need to add the add feeling, but that's it. I mean, 
in the end, really, when you're meditating on your future, you are essentially meditating on a feeling. You're, you're, you're creating a vision in your mind about where you want to be in your life and what you want to experience in your life and how you're going to feel when you get there. So essentially it is that. It's just I, I've kind of uh, stumbled uh, and, and not, not done that enough to where, like, I, I have a chain. Like, there hasn't been really a chain. It's, like, on and off, you know. And I think that's it's pretty important because if you have the same – belief day if you have the same vision so to speak day in and day out for quite a while and you haven't broken the chain and yet you're still having that same kind of future feeling uh vision in your meditation you are much more likely to go down that path and uh you know i'm you know i'm kicking myself now because i realized had i been more diligent about making sure I do that and at least stick to, you know, not breaking the chain on that meditation, you know, who knows how much further I would be right now. I mean, I started that probably, I don't know, as far as the don't break the chain thing, tracking it um, pretty actively, a good eight months to a year, you know, so who knows where I would be. I mean, everybody got through enough this year, I think pretty good but who knows where i would be uh, right now had i had a little bit more vision i do i do definitely get down some paths where i have a vision of what i want and i start doing some research on that so that happens kind of anyway um and i'll i'll go sometimes i'll be like an hour researching something or or two or three sometimes you know um and that to me is like a long could have been considered a long meditation on my future because it's, it's something that excites me you know it's like it's something exciting and you know I feel like we should all be following our excitement following our our what makes us uh following our bliss following our passion following just stuff that gets our the juices going you know makes us uh, uh curious and oh what's that about that's that seems cool or whatever I think that's pretty important uh, to just follow that path wherever it takes you, you know. Life shouldn't. Life should be fun and enjoyable, and uh, you know, filling your curiosity, fulfilling the curiosity. You know, if you're curious about something, go, you know, go down that path. You know, don't let anybody talk you out of. Uh, um, learning a new thing or uh, experiencing something new or whatever it might be, you know, pretty cool stuff. Uh, let me see if there's anything else I'd like to read. Oh, it's been about 45 minutes. Yeah, about 45 minutes. Let me see if there's anything else lying around. Or maybe I can read another excerpt from this book. This isn't actually a really good book. Worth it for anyone to pick up. Let's see. That dog eared a lot of pages. Let's see if there was more after what I just read. Yeah, actually, the next couple of pages are dog eared. 
okay. I can stop where I got the bookmark. I'll read up to where I left off the last time I read this book. Maybe that'll give me some insights that I can pass on to you. Who knows? Um, I was in Seattle once to see friends. One night I turned on the television and caught the end of a fascinating Larry King interview with the famous actor and singer Andy Griffith. Andy was talking about his one of his first... Um, some of these pages are dog-eared and I can't see the text here. Uh, he was talking about one of his first motion pictures. He said something unknowingly metaphysical when he talked about a director who told him, quote, the camera is just a machine. It picks up what you give it. All you have to do is think something and feel it, and the camera will record it, end quote. They then cut to a scene from the Andy Griffith uh, from the movie Griffith was referring to when he was when he was to look at a woman with a heart full of lust you could tell from the actor's eyes that he was projecting thoughts that were pretty hot Larry King later said it was one of the most x-rated looks in movie history the, un the universe is like the movie camera think something and feel something and the universe will pick it up and project it. The advice Andy Griffith was given as a young actor is advice I wanted to give to us. When you know what you want, all you really have to do is think it and feel it. That's it. The universe, the spirit of all that exists will pick up your signal and project it. That is powerful stuff. When Jonathan and I practiced this, our energy levels shot skyward. We had so much energy surging through us that the very electrical outlets in in our homes burst into flames. Okay. <laughs> um, this is the truth. When I lived in the dump, I could barely afford to pay rent for the electrical system there fried. It cost the landlord over $7,000 to repair it. When Jonathan was first experimenting with energy, the fuse box in his garage caught on fire. Well, this isn't why they call me Mr. Fire. <laughs> um, it does demonstrate that when you make changes internally, you will see changes externally. Jonathan had to have a new fuse box put in. My landlord replaced the entire electrical system in the house. But as my energy increased, I also had to move into a bigger home with better wiring. Again, what you allow in your inner world creates what you experience in your outer reality. I'll read that again. And I did cross out embrace and I put allow I'm just reading what I wrote again what you allow in your inner world creates what you experience in your outer reality Jonathan and I were having lunch at a favorite Chinese restaurant one day when I noticed there was hardly anyone in the place the owners looked worried they were huddled around their cash register and talking Usually they come over to us, smile, talk, 
and treat us like royalty. It was clear something was wrong. I mentioned this to Jonathan, saying, They seem concerned about money. Jonathan replied, That's why they're concerned. Jonathan replied, quote, That's why they're concerned. At first, my mind screeched to a halt, but then I started laughing. Jonathan asked me what was so funny. Uh, I explained as best as I explained as best I could. When you when you uh, when you or were you a Zen master in your past life or something? I began. What you just said was one of those unanswerable mind stretches that Zen masters come up with. What do you mean? I said those people look worried about money, and you said that's why they're worried about money. <laughs> to the outside world, that makes no sense. But it's the truth, Jonathan explained. Their concern for money was something already in them that got manifested. Now they notice it in their outer world. They manifested their belief. He then went on to tell me about a man he had worked with who, who ran an Indian restaurant who, and was failing at it. Business was lousy. He did a session with Jonathan and realized he didn't want to run a restaurant at all. Once he, once he was clear, he let go of the restaurant and sold it. As a result, people started going to it under its new owner. Probably the new owner wanted to run the business. And it showed. Uh, quote, once you, once you take care of the inner, it will show results in the outer, says Jonathan. Another time he told me, when you get the lessons, you don't need the experiences. Uh, keep reading here. As bizarre as all of that dialogue might seem to you, it's been the truth in my experience, in my experiences as well. One time, a company hired me to help promote one of their Dallas seminars. I advised them on what to do, and then I got angry when I saw that they did the opposite. They were, in essence, screwing up their own their own success. I talked to Jonathan about it. He asked me what I got out of this. In other words, what was the benefit to me? Assuming a part of me did create the company doing everything wrong, how would it serve me? I thought about I thought about it and had the answer. Quote, their screw up takes the pressure to succeed off of me, I said. They hired me to help them make the seminar a success. I wasn't sure I could do it. By their not listening to me, they have almost guaranteed that the seminar will fail. When it does, I can point my fingers to at them and say, you did it, not me. It keeps coming back to what we are doing and feeling inside plays a giant hand in what we end up experiencing. No matter what the situation you are in, some part of you helps create it. Get in touch with it. Release the old beliefs and energy. 
and you can move toward creating what you just what you what would serve you better and bring you more joy one of the best ways to do just that is to focus on what you want and how it would feel to have it be it do it one wonderful technique to help you in this area is called scripting um, another page or two here one wonderful technique to help you in this area is called scripting I first heard of this method from Jerry and Esther Hicks the concept is deceptively simple just imagine that you already have what you want and write out a scene that describes it describe it in such detail that you can feel it pretend you are a movie director and write a script for what you want to experience really get into it as you write it feel it sense it experience it I have a notebook full of scripts every every one I have written has come into reality again when you think it and feel it it comes to be it's worth mentioning right here that your business cards letterheads flyers sales letters and ads everything you produce or hire someone to produce to market your business all carry your energy in them think back to some flyer or letter you received in your mail as soon as you glanced at it you felt one way or another about the service you may have had an instant feeling that said this looks interesting or an instant one that told you trash this I'm not just talking about the look of the marketing piece though that is part of it when you or anyone you hire creates a marketing document they put their thoughts and feelings into what they create people don't have to be psychic to pick up on this vibe if you unconsciously don't believe in your product or service that belief will appear in your marketing materials and people will sense it and you won't get business uh, again feeling brings on miracles when you know what you want are clear about having it and can feel the energy of what you want you will begin to pull it to you and when you clearly feel this energy you will create marketing pieces that convey it here's an example of what I mean um, sure guess I can read this example um, hopefully it won't go too long because I'm gonna wrap it up pretty soon here I think uh, here's an example of what I mean uh, when I wrote a sales letter for a software product that I totally believed in I got staggering results people read the letter and sensed my sincerity and the product products benefits as a result over 6% of them sent in checks sent in checks in the world of direct mail marketing that was excellent but when I wrote a sales letter to offer a service I did not believe in I got nearly no replies why the same writer called uh, the same writer created both letters um, but my lack of belief 
in the second item was conveyed to people. They picked up on my vibe and just knew they better not order. Another example is the flyer flyer I received to attend a workshop in Seattle. All I saw was a dark photocopy of the original flyer. So I wasn't dazzled by bright colors, fancy type, clever copy, or incredible graphics. But something about the flyer said, sign up for that event. I did. When I spoke to others at the seminar, all of them said they had the same feeling. Many added, I don't even know why I'm here. I saw the flyer and knew I was supposed to be here. The people who put the put on the seminar were clear about what they wanted. Uh, that confidence appeared on their brochures and the people came. Contrast that with a company I worked for at one time who wanted to put on a seminar about internet marketing. This company was after only profits. There was no caring in their business or no sincere desire to help to serve people. That attitude showed up in their brochures. When they put on their event, they expected over 200 people to attend. Only 20 people showed up. Okay, last few pages, and we'll call it a night. I've noticed that many people have a negative attitude toward advertising. I think it's, I think that's a limiting view. An ad can help you market your business. It can become become another voice working on your behalf. One day, I was having dinner with Jerry and Esther Hicks and a friend. We were talking about marketing in general and advertising in particular. My friend said, "You don't have to advertise." You don't have to, I said, but you might want to. A good ad can increase your business. The last time we ran an ad in a magazine, Jerry began, we got so many replies we couldn't handle them all. I dropped the ad. I dropped the ad until we hired more staff. It doesn't matter what you put in the ad, Esther added. People will sense who you are and what you are offering and make a decision from that feeling. Jerry and Esther have hired me to write their ads because they know I believe in their work. If I didn't believe in them, the ads I create for them would show it. And if they didn't believe in their work, the, the person they hired to create their ads would reveal that attitude. My friend Sandra Zimmer, who runs the self-expression care the Self-Expression Center in Houston uh, also knows the power of spiritually based advertising. Sandra consciously infuses her ads with her energy. She actually sits and meditates over her ad, sending her energy into the ad. As a result, her ads have a magnetic quality to them. Since she only told me that people hold on to her ads for as long as she once told me that people hold on to her ads for as long as seven years. I know I had seen Sandra's ads for many years before I finally met her in person. While her ads didn't look different, they felt different. There was just something about her ads that made them 
memorable. That's something with Sandra's own energy. Advertising is important, Sandra once told me, but it's the energy you put into the ads that does the work. It's really the law of attraction at work. Again, who you are inside creates the results you get outside. Even your marketing pieces carry your energy. Get clear, feel the energy of what you want to do, be, or have, and you will naturally go in the direction of manifesting what you want. When I was in Australia in May uh, 1999, I learned that many seeds don't open up and grow unless they are first burned. In the human body, you open your seeds of desires with the heat of emotion. Whenever you feel love or fear, two very strong emotions, you are turning up the heat. That heat reaches your deeper mind and opens the seed, the image of what you want. How you do that is through feeling. The point of this step is that you must joyfully feel the energy of the thing you want to do, be, or have, as Joseph Murphy wrote in his book, How to Attract Money. The feeling of wealth produces wealth. Feel the joy of having what you want. Feel it right now, and you will begin to pull it to you and you to it. Quote, the whole process of mental, spiritual, and material riches may be summed up in one word, gratitude, end quote. That was from Your Infinite Power to be Rich by Joseph Murphy, 1996. All right, I'm going to end that reading there. Given that book is a little bit more about marketing and spiritual spirituality and how it affects your marketing and stuff like that and and a lot about attracting to yourself what you want in life uh, it does have and i'm reflecting back on this yes it does have a little bit to do with law of attraction it does say it in there pretty often and i do remember thinking that's not really what i'm about but this book was so good in so many other ways that I read it front to back pretty quick. It's really that good. So I kind of kind of overlooked the fact that it had mentioned, you know, God a lot, and I'm not too, you know, um, keen on, you know, God being part of my message um, and and or the law of attraction in, in those particular words. Now, I mean, I do talk about um, things similar to that that might reflect that, but I just don't like the wording, the law of attraction. It just seems too, I don't know, um, cliche or something. Um, but, um, but it is definitely a, an energy. It is certainly a, a force that um, we can all tap into. Um, the whole idea that he mentions about feeling something uh, before it's actually happened, that is essentially the basis of the law of attraction. 
writing things out, feeling it, and uh, writing them out in, in, in that vividness um, of what it would feel like to actually be, do, or have those things. So, um, cool book, especially if you haven't been exposed to any of this stuff before. Very powerful. Um, but it's for, but it's, but it's very applicable to this book. It's almost like a workbook as well. It has some some sections in there where you would you, you're gonna write in what you uh, you know answers and stuff like that to the questions that we ask. There's a few sections, not too much, but a few sections of where you can actually write in the book. So it's more of a work, uh, more of a book than a workbook, but. It definitely has both, which is really cool. It's pretty rare that I've come across a book that was kind of um, that had that feature. It didn't have a second a second workbook um, for it. So um, yeah, looking forward to things. Um, going to be doing more readings from books like this, um, more in regards to health and wellness. But I realize that the fact that this is a wellness uh, live cast and a wellness podcast. There really, really, even books like this that had to do with, um, it's actually a good example. Uh, even books like this that had to do with, um, marketing and putting your energy into your marketing material. Um, for a lot of people who are growing as a person, maybe starting a business, uh, to, 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 to attain some form of wellness of, being happy, being in a state of just, because, you know, health is about, you know, the state, the, the state of the human body being like healthy, you know, a state of health, but wellness goes beyond that. It's, it's the idea of being happy. Um, the idea of being, uh, psychologically well, not just physically in the body well, but psychologically well. So, um, as far as happiness goes and attaining what makes you happy, uh, you know, a, a book about spiritual marketing is actually kind of in line, you know, which is great because we we can really talk about all kinds of different things here in the in, in this school um, that you would never get in a regular um, school, and uh, more than just health, but also something that that would help us um, attain some form of happiness, you know. And, uh, and or attract the tribe or the business that we want, you know, for ourselves or something. So, um, anyway, thanks for sticking around, guys. Uh, hope you uh, enjoyed those readings, and I hope you're looking forward to as much as I am um, what this um, podcast becomes. Um, I love you all. Uh, have a great rest of the week. I don't know when the next time I'm going to get on here, but again, I will probably be inviting uh, a group of wayseers. Um, I call them wayseers, people who just uh, can show way showers, wayseers, people who can show the way for the rest of us. And I encourage you guys to follow this podcast. You could eventually be one of the wayseers on this. Uh, podcast yourself so um, if you haven't already like I said follow the the live cast yeah I think you can follow 
livecast and that automatically follows the podcast. I'm not sure exactly how that works yet. <laughs> Still a little new to it, but um, but definitely follow this and uh, jump on board uh, next time I go live. And uh, hopefully you can call in or um, I'll have others that I've invited to, to, to call in uh, at least one time a week if and when they can make it. And that'll be interesting and exciting too. So, um, and I, I, I also see us fielding questions and helping people through some difficult uh, times, you know. And uh, I'm certainly capable of, of that. Uh, I have friends that are definitely capable of that as well. That, like, again, I will be inviting to come to the show and uh, hang out, shine their light. And I'm looking forward to that, and I uh, hope you guys are too. So, uh, till the next time, bye for now, guys. Take care. Be, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Hey, Sober Mike, I'll talk to you another time. If you haven't followed, ahead and follow the uh, live cast so you can be notified on the next one. Love you guys. Take care. Bye.